Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brandon Thick Boy Shop. What is up, thickies, thicketeers, three thicker rats, thickos? What is happening, man? It is Monday morning, May 9th, and I look exhausted. I look like a real exhausted trash panda right now. It's the name of the new tour, 2022 Trash Panda Tour. After shooting a special, can't do your same material anymore, so that the the, the rebranding of the tours let you know it's a whole new hour coming in freaking thick. That's right. Shout out to Charlotte. Had a great time in Charlotte. Some of the best crowds I've ever had, man. Uh, Comedy Zone is a special place. So shout out to Charlotte, man. Stayed in the hood. This thing about uh, not staying in hotels, doing Airbnbs. We don't know the city. We don't. My brother's my uh, road manager, and he books it. He doesn't know Charlotte. And uh, when they, we landed from the airport and they dropped us off, the taxi, taxi driver goes, you guys are staying here? Man, these houses are nice. They put the houses in the hood. I go, hood. He goes, oh, it's bad around here, man. I went, really? He goes, I'd stay indoors. Okay, that's cool. But um, what can you do? That's what makes it fun. It keeps you on your toes, fellas. Chin, you're looking awfully nice. Today, new cardigan? That's some, yeah, I guess it's new. I wore it already. Really? Mm-hmm. Since I've been here? No, probably not. You look good, man. All right, thanks, bro. What is that, H&M? No, it's uh, ASOS. Oh, no. okay. Oh, no. damn, you're rich, rich. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, you rich, rich. It's cheap. No, you deserve it, man. Thanks, man. Uh, it, you know, I'm fresh off the plane from uh, New York, so I had a hell of a run promoting the the special, the Gringo Poppy. Thank you guys so much, everybody that watched it. Um, the love that I'm getting on the street and at the shows, it's insane, man. So that's why I put it on YouTube, and God dang, was that the right choice. So I can't thank you guys enough, man. I can't thank you enough. So my schedule was flew to Austin, did, Rog- did shows with Rogan Wednesday night, uh did rogan jre uh podcasts on spotify which is available right now me and joe rogan and then uh flew back home for two days and then sunday flew to um new york and uh new york was uh, uh new york is a special place man new york is such a special place and um it was such a a, a great trip for me man it was such a great trip and you know i I don't get out to new york a lot i wish i could get out there a lot more i have some great friends out there and um you know it it kicked off monday morning with uh chris de stefano who i absolutely love and adore he has a podcast right now he has a podcast um on i'm sorry he has a special called special weshy Especially Weshi, I think. Yeah. I think which so. is on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. So he has 36 minutes of it is on Netflix, and the rest of it goes on YouTube. So he's the best of both worlds. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he's crushing it. And that thing's trending everywhere, and it's so good. And Chris is one of my very favorite people in the world. And the, the man behind all of Chris's stuff is a man named Homeless Pimp. So Homeless Pimp is a gentleman who he's the, the comedy seller in New York, which is mm, basically like. Um, the, the the seller's New York's version of the comedy store. It's it's you know it's it's Lambeau Field. It's Madison Square Garden for comedy. The biggest comics are there. He's the guy. He is the guy. He's the in-house photographer. He has shot some of your favorite specials. He, he's the brains behind a lot of uh, things that your your favorite New York comics do. And uh, he vlogged my entire trip. And you know, there's just. Um, when you when you're doing this stuff and you're going through promo and stuff like that you know homeless pimp and i have met a few times he's always been great to me but we really got to know each other on this trip because he's with me 24 7 monday tuesday wednesday and so uh we just you know he's a special special dude man he's such a good person um so we went from uh shout out to homeless pimp by the way so we went from to stefano to schultz's show and obviously schultz and i are super close uh he's crushing it from Schultz's show with uh, Akash and his entire staff. I went from there, and then we went to, um, I think that was that. Uh, that might have been it. That day and the next day was uh, Barstool Sports with uh, KFC, Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry. On Monday, Monday, I had, uh, just, this is my day. I'm sick of hearing myself talk. Uh, on Monday, I had DeStefano, who's a, you know, a tidal wave of energy. 
Flagrant Two with Akash and Schulte, who are monsters. And then um, I had this show, which I'm familiar with just because, you know, they're popular in the podcast space and I try to, you know, see what's going on, but I don't know them. And uh, there are two comics named Kevin and Foley. Foley's the big guy and Kevin is the smaller guy. And they do a a podcast called um, Are You Garbage? And I reached out to all my friends who are big in New York in the comedy scene. Every single person said, do this podcast. These are two of the the best guys in, in the space. Do this podcast. I've never met them. We exchanged texts like three weeks prior because Akash made the connection. He was like, it may definitely do this podcast, man. There's so much fun. And I was like, yeah, I don't know them though. You know, I saw Tim Dillon on, saw Mark Norman. Um, uh, Schultz was on there. I was like, yeah, all right. You know, I wasn't that excited about it. And I get to their studio. They, they accommodate. I'm like, hey, I, you were talking about schedule. Hey, we leave Tuesday morning. So um, if you want to do it, we have to do it Monday night. And I go, that's the only time I can do it. They go, we're, we're free, man. They make it happen. These two guys, man, are, you know, in the comedy space. I, I've been so fortunate because I have so many great friends. They are the most genuine, authentic, and hilarious guys you ever meet. And their show, it, yeah, I was telling Brian about this. I was calling Brian, you know, Brian's from New York. So I was talking about New York and where to go. These two, uh, Kevin and Foley, remind me of a time, and it's one of the best moments of my life, when me and Brian were coming up and we're just on the cusp of, of doing something big. We're just on the cusp and we're hustling and we're excited and we love each other, which we still do. But there's just like this, it's like, you know, in fighting when there's the come up and you're watching the come up and these guys are the next, they're going to be huge. They're going to be so big, man. And you can feel it and everybody in the room knows it. And they have this special formula. And, you know, we do a podcast it's kind of general same concept every time, you know, especially with comics, you know, and everyone has their own flavor and it's fun. But what these guys do is they dive into your, your childhood and your come up. And then at the end they say, are you garbage? Well, we knew I was garbage two minutes into it, but their formula is so unique and original. You won't see anything like it. It's, you know, I've, I've done, I don't know how much I've done my 10,000, 10,000 hours of podcasting. This has to be one of the top hours I've ever done. It's just so different than anything you've you listened to. And it's and they have such drive and passion and excitement. And they're such good guys and great comics and they're coming up. And it just remind me of of Brian and I coming up. And you know, I got I got back in the car. I wanted to cry, man. I wanted to cry. Cause, you know, I've had a great life and you know. Those guys are doing it, and I'm just so grateful for for them and the support. And they're just genuine, freaking human beings, and they're funny and they're grinding, trying to make it. And you know, they're not they're not balling like everybody else that you see. But God, are they on their way, man? And it's it's such a special thing. It's hard to describe, man. But shout out to those boys. They they they, they just got something special, man. They're just on the cups. They're just getting started. So then, uh, yeah, the next day it was Barstool, KFC. Those have been my guys forever, forever. I've been uh, repping Barstool. And then uh, it was Gary V, and I was excited for the Gary V one because, um, you know, Gary V is a guy who, uh, again, I'm not familiar. We don't know each other, and he texts me, man. Yo, what's up, man? Big fan. Love to have you on. Heard you come to New York. Who's this? Gary V. The Gary V? Yeah, man. Got your number from blah, blah, blah. Oh shit. So we link up and uh he's just not have a lot of time. You know, he he's 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 like Rob Derrick. Everything's scheduled. So he had about forty five minutes for me. We went in an hour for his podcast, but just a smart, smart dude. And me and him are similar where we tell everybody we we when we leave, even if I barely know you, I say, Love you. He says the same thing. <laughs> so we end the podcast like, Love you, man. He's like, Love you, bro. <laughs> we just met each other. Yeah. So he's a special dude and uh, you know, I saw a Broadway show by myself. I went to uh, Mr. Saturday, Mr. Saturday Night um, with Billy Crystal. He's 72, and it was so good. It was so freaking good. Um, but, yeah, New York is such a special place. I eat at the same restaurant every night. It's called Taiga. Shout out to Taiga. It's, uh, it's Asian food. I don't know what kind of Asian food. I had, like, this uh, cool, like, uh, lobster fried rice. 
And then they had these these noodles. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it right there. Tiger Bites? Uh, not Tiger no. Bites. Uh, Tiger Restaurant New York. It's spelled like Tiger the Rapper. I think so. Uh, it's not <laughs> no, Tiger not Bites. That it's a different place. It's in New York. Um, Let me spell it differently. See if that works. Yeah. That's, no, that's not it. Tiga? Um, nope. That's that's uh, Port Washington, New York. No, it's it's in. Uh, it's right by where I was staying. I was staying at the Nomo Soho. Uh, But, I mean, just fantastic. The food, yeah. bottom line, food was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Your boy f- went off his diet during the the press tour. Oh, that's it right there. The see the it's called the Tiger. Go yeah. back right, here, right. Yep, that's it, man. South uh, East Asian restaurant. My God, it's off one Howard. So there's eleven Howard uh, Howard Eleven or Eleven Howard Hotel. It's right across the street from there. And they have this pasta. It comes with fish skin on it. Oh yeah, <sighs> that's it right there, bro. <laughs> Every night I had that. Every night. I'm that guy where I find something I like in every house made egg noodles. The staff was fantastic. Oof. And then I had steak so I could check that box. <laughs> and then I'd go to Prince Pizza. Your boy ain't fat out there, man. Back on the diet now. Back on the freaking diet now. But uh, yeah, shout out to everybody in New York, man. I had such a great time. Such a freaking great time. I was in Charlotte, uh, like I said, this weekend. I'm in Philadelphia next weekend, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm in Philadelphia, one of my absolute favorite cities. Uh, I have great friends out there at the Suplex uh, shoe store. And you'll know Suplex if you watch Food Truck Diaries um, because they're the ones that provide the shoes for all the fighters. So that's my boy um, at Suplex. And uh, I'm excited to get to Philadelphia. I haven't been there in a hot second. I'm at the Helium there next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's May 19th through the 21st, Philadelphia. And I cannot wait, man. I just can't wait to get out there. Chin's coming. Hell yeah. Little Browse is coming. Yeah. Big J Shab. David, mm-hmm. the squad is there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to it. So that's next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And that is the Trash Panda Tour. Whole new hour. Not an ounce of what you saw in the special is in this new hour, man. So I'm excited for it. Super excited for it. Philadelphia, I will see you soon. And then Portland is June 9th through the 11th. I'm in San Francisco, June 17th through the 18th. That's at Cobbs. So yeah, man, uh, it's good to be home. It felt weird being gone. I, I, you know, I'm a guy I don't, I don't miss, but this was important with my special. I, I had to uh, do this. You guys would, who have been listening to me for all these years. No, I, I would not miss unless it was really important. That special was really important to me, man. And I'm so proud of it. I'm so happy the feedback I'm getting and the views. And I just can't thank you guys enough, man. So I fucking love you guys for everything that you do and subscribe and watch. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't miss unless it was really important. This, this was important for me. This is, this is a feather in the cap for me, you know, doing a special myself and doing on thick boy. So it's a big deal. Uh, but w- missing, I had anxiety like crazy. I had anxiety like crazy. I missed a fight companion. I missed a fight companion. <laughs> uh, but Matt Mitrione held the fort down. He did awesome. I, I heard he did phenomenal, yeah. and I knew he would. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Matt. Absolutely love Matt. And Rashad, I, you know, me and Rashad uh, spoke, and it's just such a shame I wasn't there because obviously Rashad's the one who gave me my start. For those of you who don't know, he's the reason I got in the Ultimate Fighter. Um, it's because of Rashad. He had a lot to do with it. So I owe a, a great debt to Rashad Evans. So he'll be back. I will definitely have him back when I'm there. I I would love to do the next Fight Companion, uh, the Ultimate Fighter 10 reunion. And you have Rampage, Rashad, yeah. Matt, myself, and we watch the next big uh, pay-per-view and just have some fun, man. And uh, Rampage Miss, I, I don't think he's – I don't want to spread rumors. I don't think it's COVID, but he wasn't feeling well. Mm. So, you know. Let's take a little break from me chatting about all the fights, then we'll get right back to the program. Listen, two out of three bros will experience some form of hair loss by the time that they're 35. More than 50 million dudes in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. I see it. When I'm on the road, a lot of y'all dudes losing your hair. My friends at Keep, they got you covered. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, stress-free way to keep your freaking hair. You conveniently meet with a virtual doctor, all right? And then you don't even need to leave your home. You just meet with them online, dude. We have 24-7 
care and support. It's low cost. Treatments start at just $10 per month. Keeps offers generic versions. All right. Um, keeps has everything you need to keep your hair fantastic. It's delivered straight to your door. Discreet little package shows up. Proven results. Remember, prevention is key. Don't look like George Costanza. Don't wait. It's too late. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so act right now. What comes to your hair, save more, spend less. All right? If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash shop. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash shop, S-C-H-A-U-B, to receive your first month of treatment free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash shop to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash shop. Got to keep the house lights on and pay the thick boy employees. So here's another commercial for you. It's the NBA playoffs. We're in the second round, baby. It's getting hot. It is getting hot. And DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, baby. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code SHAUB, S-C-H-A-U-B. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly that's promo code shab s-e-h-a-u-b at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba minimum age eligibility restrictions apply see notes for details see next page for directions for disclaimer DraftKings promo code shab but let's get in the fights that's why you guys are here um again i was in charlotte but i was able to see the main card of UFC, what was it? UFC 274 in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, you know, the main card, we're going to talk about the main card. The main card um, had its moments, but for the most part, you know, it was tough. It was tough. You had uh, two split uh, decisions, three split decisions. The co-main event. You know, we'll call it what it is. This, I'm not throwing shade at uh, either one of those world-class fighters. Um, sometimes this happens. Uh, terrible fight. Yeah. It is what it is. Terrible fight. But uh, fortunately for the UFC and the, the, the fan base that paid money to watch this fight card, you had Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, and you had Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. And a pay-per-view is really uh, remembered for its main event. This main event delivered, and I think any hardcore knew that Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson was actually really the main, main fight we wanted to see, and boy, did it live up to the hype. We knew it was going to be a, a barn burner, but I don't think anybody predicted a uh, Machida-style KO over Tony Ferguson. Um, you know, I always like to give out MVPs. Charles Oliveira is not going to get the MVP just because he missed weight. If he didn't miss weight, he'd still be my MVP over Michael Chandler. But because Michael Chandler, you know, came in the UFC and was he two and two, and but he's never had a boring fight. And I think for Chandler and Ferguson, this was a kind of a crossroads. Whoever won this fight was going to go this direction, which you know you get all the accolades in the world. You go, you lose. You go this direction, it gets dicey. You don't want to go to the right. It's dark and dicey, and it's pretty sad. And unfortunately, that happened for Tony Ferguson. I think this is four losses in a row now, if I'm not mistaken. It's so, yeah. four in a row. But I, I, you guys should be nice to Tony Ferguson because it's four. The over is four losses. Justin Gaethje. Okay, you're talking about one of the very best in the world. Charles Oliveira. Okay, you're talking about the world champion. Uh, Darius. Okay, you're talking about the guy who could fight for a title if he beats uh, Makachev. And then Michael Chandler. Okay, so he's lost to the very, 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 very best. And, you know, he's out of his prime. He did win nine in a row, and we never got the Khabib fight. But Tony Ferguson is still a top 10 lightweight in the world, despite, you know, if you go on social media right now, I'm sure everybody has a picture of Tony Ferguson getting kicked in the face, and that's a shame, but that's the nature of the business. Uh, When a knockout like that happens, it's, you know, it's on ESPN, it's on social media, it's ESPN top 10, everybody's talking about it. And, you know, it's unfortunate for Tony Ferguson. It's great for Michael Chandler, you know. Um, 
so for, for Michael Chandler, he, he gets this top five knockouts of all time, doing a guy uh, against Tony Frisian, top five knockouts of all time, a front kick that he does not train. You know, he just said he, uh, he felt right and he thought the middle was open, throws his kick and, you know, gets a top five knockout of all time, which is very tough to land. And then he gets on the mic and he had a plan, didn't he? He had a plan. Oh, he yeah. rips off one hell of a promo, one hell of a promo. So let's talk about what's next for Michael Chandler. And this will lead us into the main event. And I, I'm going to uh, touch on the, the co-main event because I definitely have opinions on that. So for Michael Chandler, what's next for him? You know, a lot of it's predicated. He, obviously, he called out um, Conor McGregor. And that's the money fight. And again, if, if you've watched this show over the years, you, you're not going to find a bigger Conor McGregor fan than me. I absolutely love Conor McGregor. For good or bad, I love Conor McGregor. What he's done for the sport, the eyeballs that he brings to sport. Obviously, he's the reason why I got the gig with Showtime, which led to this amazing experience for damn near five years with Showtime. All that started with this little fight with Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. I was the MMA expert who would argue why Conor could land a punch. Cool. It led me down this road, and I'm forever grateful. But even before that, I was a huge Conor McGregor fan. Some of his antics outside that gun, I know. I get it. I get it. But he's still the best to ever do it financially, not even close, ever. So I root for that guy. Uh, and I, and I, I do think he's a good person, but I think he's managing some demons and his height of fame and the, the money. It, it gets, it gets, the lines get blurred for that man. Okay. But here's the thing. You know, he, he broke his leg. And I, I think at the earliest he'd come back in November, you know, the year just started. We're in May. So for Chandler, you're going to wait to November. And from what I hear from my sources, Connor has no intention of fighting this year. No intention. That's why he's so big, you know. So if he did fight Chandler, it would be at 70. But at the very, very earliest, you're looking at November. I know Michael Chandler. I know him pretty well. Consumer friend. He ain't waiting to November. That ain't happening. So, you know, with a knockout like that, you know, he tosses his hat into the, the, the title contention talk. You know, and Charles Oliveira, currently there is no lightweight champion of the world because he missed weight. And I'll be honest, at the show, the early show on Saturday, so many fans of the Mean Greek go, who do you got, Charles or Justin? I said, I did have Charles, but him missing weight? I think I'm going to go with Gaethje. I think mentally that's a lot for Charles to take in. He's probably getting a lot of hate, even though if he doesn't see it, I'm sure he can feel it. Um, it has to take a, a mental toll on you to miss weight. Uh, you know, you get stripped of the title. When you get stripped of the title and no longer the champion, well, then you don't get a pay-per-view percentage. So there, there's so many things that you guys don't think about, or you do, but there's so many things I think a lot of people don't think about how it affects Charles Oliveira to miss weight financially, the, the criticism, you know, so I, you know, this is probably my own reflection on the man is I went, ah, it's a lot to take on. It's another mental hurdle. He has to overachieve, you know, achieve over. It's going to be a dice for him. Just Gaethje's a killer. It's his hometown. I'll go with Gaethje. And I lost money on Justin Gaethje. <laughs> it was a fantastic fight back and forth. And Charles Oliveira showed you why he might be the most entertaining man in the sport. Um, you know, he's notoriously known for being a slow starter. Not that night. He dropped him, dude. And he looked phenomenal. His striking is phenomenal. His chin is on parallel. And this notion, and I've definitely gone with this uh, kind of notion that Charles Oliveira, he had quit in him, you know, when he was at 45, and that never goes away. Boy, was I wrong. That motherfucker, unreal. He is, he's the best. 155 around the planet, bar none. And we all know he's the champ. You can take away his belt and, you know, he missed weight. And there's also a conspiracy theory with that. Whatever. He did miss weight. But we know he's the best. So for Charles Oliveira, what's his options? Well, if you, if you look at it, you know, there's a lot of talk of uh, Islam Makachev, which I do think would give him his toughest challenge, even though he hasn't beaten by really in the top 10. Not his fault. You know, he's supposed to fight Darius and that fell out and then he fought Bobby Green. 
But for Makachev, I do think he gives Charles Oliveira the most problems. Um, you know, I don't know what the odds would be on that, the Vegas odds. So remember, though, also, Makachev is scheduled to fight Dariush. They were supposed to fight previously before the Bobby Green fight, right? So I, I would like to see him get a, a, a win over a top five guy before he fights for a title. But I wouldn't be mad if he skipped Dariush. Darius fans don't come at me. I, I I'm just saying I I could see the UFC doing uh, Makachev and um, Charles Oliveira. Makachev open as a betting favorite. Makachev heavy February. minus four fifteen in February though. Hmm. I get it. I get it. Um, I, I'm sick of doubting Charles Oliveira. I mean, what's a guy have to do before we start giving his kudos? Well, you looked at on Saturday night. You had to do that. I'm all in. Um, so for Makachev, you know, he, he doesn't have a win over a top 10 guy. I would like to see him fight uh, Darius, but if they want to skip that, all right. If you want to do Chandler, Darius, winner of that's next in line, I dig that. Chandler, uh, Darius is a phenomenal fight. Phenomenal fight. But there's one guy you guys are forgetting about. Everybody in this room. Big George is in there. What's up, Big George? Big George, finally a thick boy, man. Oh, yeah. Glad to have you, brother. Thank you. Thank yeah, love that you're here, man. Your energy per is fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm an energy guy, man. Yeah, hopefully you learned something being here, dude. Good to see you. Um, George might have thought about this, but Chin and Casey, you did not. Okay, let's see. I think there's a chance. This is a big if. And they announced it, I think, Saturday night. Alex Volkanovsky, who's on Food Truck, and he talked about how big he is and how he goes against bigger guys and he has no issues with it. He talked about how he could easily fight at 55. I think what's next for Charles... If I'm the UFC, this is what I do. I think what's next for Charles o Oliveira. This is a big if. So this is a, this, it's a bit of a stretch, but hear me out here. I think Alex Volkanovsky fights Max Holloway. And I think they announced it that 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 what, trilogy fight. Yeah, yeah, the trilogy fight, Part three. which I think Alex needs to move on from Max Holloway. I think if Alex were to get by him at UFC 276, which hopefully we do a fight campaign for that, I think if Alex wins that fight, and that's a big if. You're talking about a huge Max Holloway fan. I fucking love Max Holloway. But if Alex Volkanovsky can beat Max Holloway, which I think he's probably slightly favored, if he gets past that fight, I think the next fight for him would be Charles Oliveira at 55. I think that's what's next for Charles Oliveira. I think the UFC leaves uh, Darius and Makachev just so Makachev, there's no questions unanswered. He has a top five win, and then you can say, yes, he is the next title contender. If I'm the UFC, that's what I do. It's a big if. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that has to happen. But, uh, you know, this narrative of Conor McGregor, he's perfect. Now he can jump in and, and the, the, there's an interim title or there's no legit uh, lightweight champion of the world and this is perfect for Conor. Fellas, fellas, again, you're talking about the biggest Conor dick rider in the world. And I'm telling you, he ain't fighting this year. It ain't happening. So we got to move on. I don't want to move on. Nothing's, I'm the business of views. Nothing's better for views than Conor McGregor. I want him to fight seven times a week, but he doesn't. He ain't fighting this year. He's too big. When he comes back, he's going to be at 70. And you talk about all that, you know, for Conor, I think what the UFC wants is a Nate Diaz-Conor trilogy fight. That's, to them, the biggest fight they can make. They'll make the most money. It's the last fight in Nate Diaz contract. But again, I can't emphasize enough. Connor ain't fighting this year. Nate Diaz, a fighter's fighter, is healthy. He's ready to go. He's ready. You think he's just going to wait around and get out of his contract till Connor's ready to go? Then you don't know Nate Diaz. He is not going to do what Connor says, or he's not going to be on Connor's timeline. He's Nate Diaz. So what's next for Nate Diaz? Well, there was this leak of Dana doing some podcasts and behind them, was the was it UFC two seventy six lineup revealed? Mm -hmm. It showed it showed Hamzat versus Nate Diaz. I thought that's interesting, and I think they're considering it. I really do. I think they're considering it. I think Nate would be game, and 
the the great thing about uh the diaz brothers is they'll fight anybody they do not care and they are not scared of hamzat they're not nate diaz would take that fight in a heartbeat but here's something i think you guys are forgetting chandler was saying that he's 36 he's like you know kind of 55 ain't healthy man i'm 36 years old i'm down to fight at 70. what about chandler diaz you're open to chandler mcgregor what if he beats nate and then you give chandler mcgregor next year when he's ready to go so you're 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 squeezing the juice out of these two superstars the the two biggest names in the ufc you're getting double juice out of them man chandler's hot right now hot that front kick he's hot so i you know there there's so much that the ufc can do man there's so much they can do and the ufc you know they announced that ufc 276 card with izzy and Cannonier and pedro munoz and sean o'malley which i'm so excited for that you know, I, I, again, there's not a bigger fan for, for Izzy than me. I, I, I love Izzy. And how he says aliens came down to earth and said, what's this UFC thing about? I would show them Izzy's highlights. I'd be like, this is what it is. He's the one guy I would show. But I do think that Cannonier poses a lot of problems that you guys are forgetting about. As the fight gets closer, we'll break that down. But I do think Cannonier has a style, the forward aggression that, Again, he's not as big as uh, Jan Blokovich that is he lost at 205, but he is a bigger dude, and he does have a wrestling background, and he used to fight at heavyweight and light heavyweight. He's a big, strong guy who has a lot of fucking wins, right? And, you know, it, I don't think this is going to be as easy a fight as, you know, the Izzy fans think. I, I do think he's going to pose some problems. Now, does Izzy figure out those problems? Yes. But again, I'm a huge Izzy fan. But if you're a UFC fan, these matchups are booming, daddy, booming. I'm excited for it. Super excited for it. So um, again, I, I could I could see a Chandler Nate Diaz. Chandler's health. I'm sorry. Chandler's healthy. Nate Diaz healthy. Nate Diaz ain't gonna wait for Connor to get his shit together and want to fight. He has one fight left on his card. He's talking about going to Bellator, or fighting Jake Paul. That's gonna happen. I promise you. Bellator, I don't know. Talk about Jake Paul. That's going to happen, whether the UFC is involved with it or not. So for Nate, he's like, dude, just give me a fucking fight so I can move on. He's not going to wait for Connor. You're out of your mind. It's not happening. Michael Chandler's healthy. He's ready to go. Nate Diaz put out a tweet. Most people thought it was for Connor. I think it was for Chandler. And I think Chandler's looking at the Look at that. July 30th, 170. We know for a fact that Conor McGregor ain't going to be ready to go for July 30th. So what's his options? There's Hamzat. There's Hamzat. And, you know, obviously the UFC is entertaining that. There's that. I, you know, I just don't see, I, I, you know, it's not a Nate thing. I just don't see Hamzat Nate happening. I think there's something there. I don't see it happening. Hamzat said, bitch, you're not ashamed to open your mouth at all. You refuse to fight 10 times. Interesting. I, I really think it's it's Nate Diaz Chandler next. And Chandler's looking for a big fight. Interesting, right? Yeah. Interesting. Volkanovsky, Charles Oliveira, take my money. That's a badass fight. Just spitballing ideas. <laughs> Just spitballing. That's all I'm doing. As all Dana said, uh, I don't know if it's near current events, Jim. We'll get to that. I saw Dana say uh, Fury versus Francis is stupid, blah, blah. Really? It wasn't stupid when Connor fought Floyd Mayweather when he made all the money. Now that you don't have your hand in the pie, it's stupid. Okay. It's stupid that France can make more money than God. Is he going to win? Probably not. I don't give a fuck. The guy's going to make life-changing money. He never has to do anything ever again. His kids, kids, kids are rich if he's smart with his money. I want that for them. Is he going to win? Probably not. But he has a better chance than Conor McGregor beating Floyd Mayweather because it's heavyweight. Anything can happen. And it's in four-ounce gloves. How can you say it's stupid? Because you're not involved. That's why. It's not stupid. It's a great opportunity for Francis. Don't shit on it, man. You know? All right, what do you got, Jen? 
God, it's good to be back. <laughs> uh, you covered a lot of the current events, but there's some more. Did I? Yeah, that's, which is good. On the same page. Here's what's crazy. I didn't even see him. <laughs> that's what's crazy. Well, that's cool. Um, so there was a bunch of different fights. It's going to be hilarious if like all these fights, they're like, dude, it's Chandler Darius, man. <laughs> what? And, and Alex Volkanovsky said he's never fighting at 55. And they canceled the Francis fight, dude. You're way off. That could be a possibility. Who knows? Who knows? And and welcome to the shop show, mm-hmm. where I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, what do you all got? All right, here? so the same card, two seventy six. No, I'm sorry. Two seventy six. Yeah, two seventy six. Um, Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberena. That is a fight. Mm-hmm. Is that on the main card? I, I it has to be. better be. That dude, somebody going to sleep. Yeah. That is a mother trucking fight, son. A great card, too. Oof, donkey. The matchmaking there? What? <laughs> Somebody been putting in work? And what's right. that's Brian saying what? I didn't listen to it. Got his beard. It's fantastic. Very Duck Dynasty. What's up, Bam Bam Nation and fight fans? Today is my birthday, but I want to leave you with a gift. I'm fighting Robbie Lawler July 2nd, so be sure to tune in. It's going to be a barn burner. You don't want to miss it. Damn. I'm, what did you say, Bam Bam Nation? I think so. I'm Bam Bam Nation. <laughs> That's a great fight. My God, mm-hmm. fantastic! And oh, was, we didn't we didn't cover uh, Rose uh, Esparza. No, no, we didn't. Let me cover that real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't. Can I I'll say? be real quick. I know you guys are. That fight took 25 minutes of your life. You're never getting back. <laughs> so I'll t- touch on it real quick. And move on to the current events. Mm-hmm. Rose. And Carla, th- this is what happened with that fight. Rose is the best women's straw weight on the planet when she's mentally prepared and ready to go and wants to be in there. When Rose has some sort of mental block, it's a tough night for her. There's nobody more talented on this planet than Rose at the women's straw weight division. There's just not. She's the best. She's the absolute best. I think this was a case of Rose having this mental block where Carla beat her, if you remember, on the Ultimate Fighter finale, correct? So in that Ultimate Fighter finale, when Carla beat her and she trained with her, she knows Carla Sparza. And shout out to Carla Sparza for, you know, working her way back and being a two-time world champion. Phenomenal. People who are upset or throwing shade at her, you didn't win. What are you talking about? So the losers of this fight are the fans that paid. It was awful. It is, what, it, but it happens. It's not their fault. It happens. The reason why this fight was so boring wasn't because of Carla. It's because Rose didn't want to engage. She has this mental block. She had a mental block. Maybe she didn't want to do it that night. They fight any other night, and Rose is in tune with herself and wants to be there and gets out of her own way. She lights Carla up. She lights her up. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, on this particular Saturday night at, say, 9 p.m. Pacific, she didn't feel like doing it, and she had this version of Carla in her head where she can't go forward and apply pressure. She's worried about getting taken down, even though she's fought monsters and just gone drudge and all this stuff where she never, never ever had those mental blocks. But with Carla, she had a mental block and, and made her something she's not and was too scared to pull the trigger. And, you know, she has one of the best corners in the world. And Trevor Whitman, and I are very close. This is not criticism. This is just my opinion for what it's worth. Trevor, you know I fucking love you. Pat Barry, you know I love you. Pat Barry was a training partner of mine. We're coaching the Ultimate Fighter. I love the entire team that is surrounded by Rose. My only criticism is is in the corner saying you're up four rounds or you know keep doing what you're doing. I think they did her a disservice. I don't think they're being honest with her. I think that's why she lost the fight. Nobody won this fight. Carla did just a hair more to give it to the judges. Just a hair more, I guess. I guess. Nobody won. But I would bet my last dollar on Rose becoming champion. You got Wele versus Yun Junchak coming up. Rose beat both of them. It's just a matter of time. Rose can give her, 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 her title back. I would bet my last dollar on it. That's all I have to say about it. You guys have been tortured enough with that fight. I'll tell you right now, I don't see them fight ever again. I know. 
ever again. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Carlos Barza goes on to win 10 fights in a row and Rose wins 10. I'm like, well, it has to happen. Don't make it happen. Do something else. Somebody cut weight, go down to fucking whatever. I don't ever want to see it again. Never paying for that again. But again, this, the, the, this is all predicated off Rose having some weird mental block and her corner not being honest with her. And they did her a disservice. I wasn't cage side, though. I don't know what they were seeing, you know? But that wasn't the Rose that we know and love. I'd love to hear her argument for that. But I'm telling you, talent-wise, there ain't a better straw weight on this fucking planet than Rose. There's also not a better corner. There's not a better camp than Rose's camp. But Trevor Whitman, Pat Berry, and the boys. Those are super close friends. This isn't criticism. I wasn't there. I was telling dick jokes in Charlotte. So I had to watch it after. But from my outside perspective, my little experience in the UFC, seven years, my little experience, I thought they could have been more honest with her and uh, had her have more of, of a sense of urgency. That's what I would have done. I've never, I have corned in the UFC. I've never been in a championship caliber fight in the UFC. So I, I don't know what they're dealing with. I'm sure they have their reasons. Listen to them, not me. I'm just saying that's my only criticism of the fight. But Rose is hands down the best women's strawway on the planet, and this is a mental thing. That's it. All right, in and off night. Moving on. Moving on. What do you got, Jen? Uh, real quick on that. So you mentioned the mental thing. She tweeted out later, or just she made a message about like she feels like a shitty human being. She's apologizing to everyone. Yeah. And then a lot of fighters just you know gave her love and support after that, too. So she might be going through something right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah Rose is a, a sensitive flower, you know? Mm -hmm. When she's tuned in, woo, doggy. Yeah, she's amazing. You got problems on your hand. Kick you in the face. So this happened. Canelo Alvarez actually lost. It was a unanimous decision against Dimitri Bivo. Now, if you look at the scorecard, so I watched this fight last night at midnight because I'm a psycho. While my kids were sleeping, my girl's sleeping, I bought this pay-per-view again because i'm a psychopath i knew the results because i i saw he lost i'm like god damn i wonder what happened there it was like a weird thing and again i don't see anything online so i was like let me watch it for myself bro this fight was even close crazy yeah bevolve is that you it? i think it's bevol 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 beat his ass yeah beat his ass now remember canelo's a guy who He's taking chances. He's fighting at super middleweight, and he's not big enough for the weight class. And you're going to run into some of these guys, man. You know, and, and Jake Paul or some guys go, you're fighting a guy with 3,000 Twitter followers. It's like, oh, Bubba. They don't care about TikTok and YouTube and, you know, Demi uh, D Dimitri Bevolve. Dimitri Bevolve. Dimitri Bevolve. He's not doing TikTok dances. He's not doing clickbait shit or drama, podcast drama, or none of that stuff. He's fighting. Mm -hmm. He's going to have a big following. That motherfucker can box. And can all learn the hard way, you know? So um, you're not getting the 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 Triple G uh, trilogy fight out of this. He He's going to use his... You know, mandated uh, rematch clause, and you're going to get that again. I'd, I'm sure you get a different uh, Canelo, but even a different Canelo, it's just, it's tough, man. Bevolve, I, I know you guys don't know who he is. He's a fucking monster, you know? And Canelo, I think for him, he knew this was a tough fight. Maybe he didn't, you know, get up for it or whatever, but he knows what he's doing. Even though this isn't the most famous guy, maybe you've never heard of him, but Canelo is trying to do make history and fight the best boxers, not the most famous, and that's what happened here, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, uh, going back to the fight this past weekend. So, obviously, Cowboy Cerrone couldn't fight. He got sick the next day. Yeah, food poison. That's a, oh, food poison? Yeah, so he cut weight, right, mm -hmm. and then uh, felt great, and then uh, rehydrated and ate food, and whatever food he ate, he got food poisoning. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. But loved, he loved Don Cerrone. Yeah, he's always entertaining. But he revealed that he only wants to fight until 50 fights. So that would have been his 49th. So he's saying he's going to retire after two more fights. Well, that's cool. Mm. He deserves it, man. One of the greats. Uh, Cerrone, uh, you know, he's a Colorado kid. So me and Cerrone. Cerrone was doing a lot. Cerrone was in WC at the time. He came up in the Tap Out show, if you remember the Tap Out yep. show, on Altitude TV, I think. I forgot what channel. Yeah, but he came up on that Tap Out show. But in Denver, he's already a big deal. Big deal. 
And when I started, you know, if, if you got an MMA, you, you knew Donald Cerrone. And he started with Dwayne Ludwig in Denver and then moved out to uh, New Mexico with Greg Jackson. When I was just starting, I was a nobody, man, nobody. This is what kind of guy Donald Cerrone is. This is what you're dealing with. Donald Cerrone, I was a nobody. And I was with my friend Cody Dahman, who was also a nobody. And Cody kind of knew Donald. And Donald, because we went, we wanted to go down to Jackson's because we were fighting the Ring of Fire, which was a local Denver show. And we were in camp for it. And Donald didn't really know us. And his roommate was Leonard Garcia, the great Len Leonard Garcia, who I absolutely love, the nicest guy in the business. Um, Donald let us stay at his house. He fed us. Remember, at the time, I have no money. He fed us, gave us per diems, uh, would, would drive us to training camp at Jackson's. It's like, you can stay as long as you want, rent-free, man. Cool. Yeah, the best. The best, man. They go such a far way. He's such a good person. Such a good person, man. That's cool. Great guy. What else you got? All right. Um, let's start with, yeah, this one. So you, remember you said that there might be a conspiracy with the scales? So Dana White even said that he thinks people were tinkering with it because it's an like adjustment from pounds to kilos, and there's European international fighters that are changing it to kilos, Americans changing it to pounds. He thinks something might have happened there because other fighters compl complain about the different, you know, before Charles. Yeah. Interesting. So he's gonna. He said now he's gonna have probably a security guard or security team check the skills, be there when they do that stuff. Now, God, I wish I could do that. <laughs> That's how you get back in with Dana White. I'm the I'm the, <laughs> the, security. the scale guy. Yeah, I have nothing to do. I'm just chilling by the scale, so guarding it. That'd be sick. That'd be dope. That'd be a dope job. Yeah. But I only want to do it for big pay-per-views. Yeah, that'd be boring. Like fight nights and shit, or if you're in Abu Dhabi, I won't travel to Abu Dhabi, but if it's like a huge, like Vegas or Phoenix or Houston or Jacksonville, New York, your boy's there. I'm just guarding the things, taking pictures. That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great job. I wonder who they're going to give it to. I mean, they got to be some old, Hire some retired fire and pay him up the fucking gazoo. Yeah, that'd be sick. How to do scales? But yeah, your heart breaks for Charles Oliveira, but I did see that people were saying like, "Dude, the scale was off," mm -hmm. which is when you're talking about ounces and you know half a pound, and it dictates Charles Oliveira's purse Shit. and pay per view points and you know income and it affects his family and training camp. Oh my god, the mm -hmm. the shit rolls downhill. You got to have somebody on it. Got to. You yeah. just have to. And he lost, I think, $30,000 on that compliance pay, whatever that pay is to do all the stuff you do, just because of that, too. Oh, dude, it gets way worse than that. Because the, in, the, in the contract, you miss weight. You're no longer the champ. Yeah. There's no pay-per-view points. You're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Damn. Totally forgot heartbreaking. about Heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking, man. If you're not champ, you're just another guy. When you're champ, you make some real money, especially if you're multiple defending world champion, you're making real money. Mm. Didn't make real money there. Half a pound. Whew, half crazy. Pound. Somebody fuck with the scale. And the guy still put on. Damn show, yeah. What? Mind blowing. After watching that fight, everyone was just like, he's just fucking amazing. Oh, I was like, yeah. I'm in. Yep. I'm on DeBronx train. No more quitting. <laughs> no, there's no quit. <laughs> that guy, who the fuck said that? I know. It's completely who said different. That's 155 on the planet. Yep. I'm in. Incredible. What else you got? Your boy Luke Rockhold. He's coming back and he's fighting Paula Costa. I love this fight. God, the, the build up to this, the mm -hmm. trash talk. Sign me up. Yeah. Luke, I know you watch the show. I can't emphasize enough. If you don't use your world class grappling, <laughs> I'm gonna do nothing. I'm gonna I'm after your fight, I'm gonna come on the show and just talk about it. But still, dude, you talk he rolls with the very best in the world. I'm not gonna mention names. You know him in the jiu-jitsu community. Anybody I talk to, I've seen it firsthand. At AK, he goes down to Florida. I'm telling you, man, the biggest names in the game in jiu-jitsu, Luke will roll out of bed hungover from partying and doing whatever a model does and beats the shit out of him. His grappling is nutsos, but he left stand-up. You know? Yeah. But if you don't use your... World class grappling against Paulo Costa. I'm gonna freak out and do nothing about it. <laughs> Just it's a great fight, it. though. Yeah, good comeback fight for him. Um, 
Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall, UFC London. That's like he's getting up there right now to the top dogs. I don't like this. I mean, I'm a. T- I gotta tread lightly here because Curtis Blades trains my team. I love Curtis Blades, and I, there's nowhere else for him to go, so it makes sense. And I, I always root for Curtis. I do think he can be champion. He has all the assets to be champion. He, he's silenced the haters with his exciting fights as of late. You guys know I always root for the the English guys, right? Being half English, my mom was born and raised in England. So I just have a connection with the English fighters. So I, I root for Tom Aspinall. If you remember after his big win uh, over uh, uh, Volkov, mm-hmm. I said, the, it, let's see what the UFC wants to do. Let's see how much they want Tom to be champion. You're going to tell by his next fight. Mm-hmm. If they give him Curtis Blades, which is a, the worst matchup possible in the top five, they're not that high on him. If they give him Tai Tuovasa, then, then they want him to be champion because any of these top five guys could be a world champion, especially with Francis gone and focus on uh, Fury. Any one of them can be champion. It just, just matters who the UFC wants to be champion. There's easier roads to get there. They have given Tom Aspinall the toughest road possible. Yeah. This is a nightmare of a matchup for him. Can he win? 100%. He can still win. It's the worst matchup possible for him. Now, at this level... Going back to Ed Soros, who told me this a long time ago, who's the manager for Machida and Anderson Silva and Big Nog and Little Nog and any name a Brazilian fighter, he's the manager. He goes, if when they call me, I say yes every time because any fighter that I represent can beat anybody at any given day. And if you can't, you shouldn't be in the UFC. He goes, just like the NFL. If the NFL calls and he goes, hey, week three, you have the LA Rams, you know, oh, they're really good. I can't, we can't beat them. Give us somebody else. He goes, don't work like that. UFC is the top upper echelon of sports. So anytime they call me, we say yes. It's what we do. I went, that makes sense. I apologize for being a pussy. <laughs> but so Tom Aspinall is going to take this fight. I'm just saying, out of Taito Vasa would have been so much fun. You know, Derek Lewis, even was coming up. There's so many ways they could have went about it, but they gave him a monster. You know, yeah. but it's in London, so he's going to have that local you know home crowd mm-hmm. and uh it's the again i'm not saying he can't win but it is the most difficult journey to the title possible for tom aspinall but i'm still rooting for him mm-hmm. yeah it's a little surprising mm-hmm. uh, on that same card darren till's coming back oh shit jack Hermanson. i didn't know that mm-hmm. that's a good fight yeah it's a great fight darren till obviously training with hamzat hopefully he has his you know his wits about him and wants to be in there and has gotten better. And, you know, I root for, for Darren Till. I really do. Mm-hmm. And your boy, Taito Ivasa. They got him a fight? Oh, shit. What an interesting way to I go for the UFC. I, I would have done opposite. I would have do- done it backwards. I would have done the opposite of this. The last two? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would have done Ty versus Aspinall mm-hmm. whenever that gets the title shot because – Either way, you're getting a personality in the title fight. Mm. Um, you know, Cyril Gunn and Curtis Blaze don't have the biggest personalities. I would do non-personalities versus personalities and then go, you know, for the interim t- heavyweight title. That's what I would have done. I think they made the wrong call here. Mm. I think it's, you know, again, for Taito Vasa, this is the toughest fight possible. It's the worst matchup. Can he win? Of course. But level of difficulty for Taito Avasa and Asimov is way higher now, because Taito Avasa and Asimov is a phenomenal fight. They, they, dude, it's peanut butter and jelly, baby. Peas and carrots. As Forrest Gump, Jenny said, "Jen, hey, old school reference." But either way, I they just were whoever was in that war room in the UFC. It was like, here's what we're gonna do. I don't agree with it. I wouldn't have done it. Because Tai Tuvasa Aspinall in London is fireworks. Yeah. Fireworks. Cyril Gone versus Curtis Blades. That's a strategic upper echelon fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, you wouldn't but, have done it. Dude, yeah, mm. we finally get the shoot. Tai Tuvasa, love you. <laughs> Love you. You know this. I love you. <laughs> I know. That took 
12 weeks to oh, come in? Dude, it was forever. <laughs> Six months? Six months, roughly. You, I don't know who your customer service is, but <laughs> it took six months to come in, Ty, it is dope, to LA. All the boys, you guys posted too? Did you tag them? Uh -huh. Dope. It looks small, though. I was expecting a bigger shoe. You put the bottle in upside down. And then go. You, but you can't put a can in? You, uh, we did one with a white claw, so I think a slimmer can fit. A white claw? A white? Hey, this isn't a frat house. This is a studio. A white claw? Did you rush afterwards? God damn it, guys. Kyle did. Kyle's in a frat now. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Jen? Uh, this one, Alexander Gustafson Ooh, versus Leo Karlov. Yeah. Because he was supposed to fight Ben Rothwell, but now Ben yeah. Rothwell's with... What? Ben Rothwell's in BKFC. BKFC yeah, yeah. Who the fuck's fighting Ben Rothwell with bare knuckles? <laughs> People are savages. Yeah. Ooh. This, this is a crazy one. Calvin Cater, Josh Ooh. That's a main event, too. This gets my dick card. Cater versus Josh Emmett. Yeah. Fantastic main event. That's a fight night in Austin. Mm -hmm. Ooh, daddy. That's a great freaking fight. Definitely man. a great fight. And then we have Kevin Holland, Tim Means, ESPN 37. Oh, dude, hats off, kudos, cheers, the matchmakers. Mm -hmm. Kevin Holland, Tim Means, Jesus Christ. That's in Austin, too? Yeah. God damn. Fantastic. And this is a surprising one. Cody Garbrandt and Hani Yaya. Interesting. Yaya is 57 years old. <laughs> he is the Brian Callen of the UFC. He's been, he's been doing it forever. Yeah, grappling Makes sense though with Cody, you know, coming off those losses and stuff like yeah. that. These two well-known guys fighting each other. I would assume loser's fight gets cut. Oh, they're both fighting for their jobs. And I can't emphasize enough how bad I want Cody Garbrandt to win. How hate, good is hate to pick favorites? Sorry, Yanni, never met you, don't know you. Cody's my guy. Yeah, need him to win. I mean, we know he's an amazing striker, but how good is his ground game? His wrestling's fucking spot on. Okay. You know, but yeah, Ronnie Yaya is world class on the ground. Yeah. Um, this one was was also very surprising. So Zabit Magomed Sharipov has yeah, been out for a while. Or some shit? He's working in the medical industry. Right there. For, hey, Doctors of the world. Here's my thing. Here's arms of all time. Here's my thing. Here's forums you've ever seen. Harriest everything. It, dude, it just here for days. Everywhere. Yes. Um, good for him. Yeah. You know, as I, I, he's a phenomenal talent. And I'd love to see him. You know, be the the world champion of the UFC. But if you want to pursue a career in the medical field, good for you, man. Yeah. If you're smart enough, you have the wits to pursue that career, and you decide that you're more interested in that than MMA, good for you, man. Good for you to get out of that shell that a lot of people are just going to say, oh, you're just a UFC fighter, you're just a fighter. Nah, man, I'm going to do this. Good for you. Mm -hmm. No one should hate on that. That should inspire everybody. The guy goes from MMA, being that hairy, into the medical field. <laughs> being that hairy. And to have the IQ and the wits to pull that off, God bless you, man. And he was killing it, too. He's like leaving on top. Top five. Yeah. Monster. Guy has all the potential to be world champion. But was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to do this. And he's only 31. Hmm. Yeah, it's good for him, man. I, I celebrate that. Yeah, that's That is cool. not a sad story. That is a success story. All right, let's do a couple more. This is uh, Jake Paul. He posted on his, I think his Twitter. Yeah, his Twitter. It just says back August 13th. And then I guess there's rumors that it's going to be Tommy Fury for sure. Ooh, I like that. Now is he going to sell all the pay-per-views? I don't know. Mm. I don't know Tommy Fury. You know, Tommy Fury is coming off a win. He's on the undercard of his brother's fight. Um. You know, for Jake, he's on a different path than his brother. And I think, you know, he wants to, you could, I don't think anybody's going to say Tommy Fury's not a boxer, right? Because he's fighting boxing and he's fighting professional boxing and his brother's Tyson Fury, the best to ever do it. So I think for Jake, this checks a couple of boxes. I think it's more personal. And I think he knocks Tommy Fury out. Yeah, I yes. do too, which is crazy. And then the train continues. All right, we just had Patty Pimblin on. And he yeah, shared. If you haven't seen it, Patty is uh, on the latest Food Truck Diaries. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite. He's such a good person, man. The Fifth Beetle. 
We shot in uh, San Diego, California, mm. at the Laugh Factory, one of our favorite food trucks, too. But Patty's great, man. Yeah. He's so entertaining. You get why he's such a big star right away. You're like, that makes sense. Savage. <laughs> yeah. So he was sharing a story about Stefan Bonner. I guess when he was around 12 years old, he wanted to take a picture of, uh, with Stefan Bonner. I guess they're doing some sort of thing in, in Europe. Okay. And then he was just like, oh, I don't have time. And he just walked by. And he never forgot that. That's why he, he always takes pictures with people right now. But he's still like, he's still upset about it. Yeah. Hell today. yeah. That stuff never leaves you. Never leave you. I had a guy. Uh, yeah. I remember I was selling supplements at the time and uh, Vanderlei Silva was doing an autograph signing and I was such a big fan from his pride days. He just came to the UFC and doing an autograph sign at like this bodybuilding.com expo or some shit like that. And I waited in line for an hour to get his autograph and he signed the eight by tens of the UFC. I go, what's up, man? And he goes, oh, what's up? He goes, what's your name? I go, uh, Brendan. He goes, Brandon. I go, no, no, it's Brendan. He goes, yeah. And then signs Brandon. Brandon. I was like, God <laughs> yeah. damn it. At least he signed it, though. Yeah, at least he signed it. Yeah. When I was a kid, I got snubbed by a MLB player. I don't know if it just hurt your feelings. Did he even acknowledge you or just he went, No, no, no. My dad was like, hey, my son, we, he, he caught the foul ball. He signed it. And the guy's like, not tonight. Not tonight. Sucks. Like, Bro, you play for the Cincinnati Reds. If it's not tonight, it's never happening, <laughs> sir. I'm, I, I'm eight. I'm not going to Cincinnati. You fucked me, dude. No, no, I, no, I don't like you anymore. You know? Yeah, it just takes that one thing. Yep. Um, this is the last one for current events. This is just... <laughs> okay. Just pay attention to uh, Jared Cannon here. This is at the U- UCF. So there's Aljamain Sterling. He is not with it. He's just like... <laughs> it's it, that's his personality too right yeah he's just a savage all he yeah, cares yeah. about is winning he's just such a savage Jared Cannonier is not having it no and I, it's i don't think it's that he's not having fun he's just like i ain't doing this tiktok fucking hype <laughs> shit man yeah you know he's focused and he should be good for him man yeah is that it that's it for current events man it's good to be back in the home yeah. home hometown home field advantage here mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, you have a fight night this Saturday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. You have Jan Blokovich versus Rakic. Mm-hmm. And it's a great main event. That that co-main event ain't too shabby either with Ryan Spann and Kudaliba. Uh, Chudikin, Amanda Ribes is fun. You know, it's not going to blow your hair back. You have Michael Johnson on there. I'm definitely going to watch it, though. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. That's my Saturday night. And thank you, UFC. Oh, uh, thank you. Oh, uh, thank you. So yeah, that's it, man. Well, I got one more. What? Uh, Michael Michael Page and Logan Storley. Oh yeah, you got Machida, Fabian Edwards, Paul, Paul Daly's last fight. fight. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Paul Daly. That's fun, man. Yeah, that's on a Friday. That's Friday, Bellator. One p.m. Pacific. Showtime. Yep. Nice. Definitely watch that as well. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I have something <laughs> that's to do. Pretty much. Uh, it. Thank you. Uh, for your boy here, the Trash Panda Tour is next week philadelphia one of my favorite cities philly what's up holla at your boy i will be in this hat strolling your freaking streets in philadelphia pennsylvania i'm at the helium next thursday friday saturday in philadelphia and then los angeles the shop and friend show continues with some monsters one show only wednesday may 25th at 8 p.m and then portland Little fact about Portland, they have the most strip clubs per capita in the United States. Now, they are pasty white girls with tattoos to each their own. I don't go to them. But just a little fact for you. Mm-hmm. Big George, you're probably going to be there. Yes, sir. Fantastic. If you want to come, for reals, I'll make it happen. But that is June 9th through the 11th in Portland. That's also the Helium. Portland, one of my favorite freaking clubs done it a jagillion times portland is june 9th through 11th san francisco at Cobbs, robin williams old club man june 17th through 18th last time i cried when i was there and then san diego california's the uh laugh factory san diego new club out there july 21st and july through the july 23rd looking forward to that but philly you're up baby trash panda tour the thick boys are coming through your city that's next thursday through saturday may 19th through 21st 
Trash Panda Tour continues on. All right. Tickets at thickboy.com or fatkz.com. Osco, also, Osco, Costco, Osco. Um, uh, the Tiger Thick Whiskey is finally available. We have an online distributor. Thank God. Uh, we're in stores nationwide. I think we're in 45 cities. We have five more to go. We're in 45 cities. So if you can't get at your local liquor store, go to thickboy.com. Get it online. Ships to your crib. What's up? Tiger Thick is available right now at thickboy.com. If you haven't seen my special, the Gringo Poppy is available on Thick Boy YouTube, and I am so goddamn proud of it. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for subscribing, liking. Thank you for the support. I love you guys. Philly, I will see you next week. That's it. Be nice to each other. I'm out.